Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Well, I'm here with Ruth Crilly, who's going to share her feel-good habits, but she's got a really good story that she's going to tell right now that she said I've got to prime her for. So go on, tell the story. I feel like that intro was lacking. What if people don't know who I am? Just oh. add a little in there by now. Ruth Crilly, aka a model recommends, aka superstar content creator, model, author, although but I know you're. If you had anything to do with it, I would be, wouldn't you? If you I had mind. a I'd be I would Kathy Bates you a hundred percent and just make you put you Is in a room and make you <laughs> no, from misery. I would just make you write. Oh your right, book. I see. <laughs> I was like, God, what's that? new thing that I've not heard of. Ruth, Ruth types into urban slang dictionary. <laughs> yeah. um, no, so you, I've just assumed people know know who you are because you've been on the show before, but obviously, yes, you are Ruth Crilly. You know, I was reflecting. It, it was more of a deflection because I'd said it was a really good story. <laughs> not that great a story. And I now I feel like you've set me up for full. So I thought by sending you on a little diversion... I could get my, my story straight. Basically, last night I've had three hours sleep. This is the worst amount of sleep I've had since, oh God, for years. Because oh, we're having, the whole house is upside down. If you hear any weird noises, it's, it's buildery things going on. <laughs> and because um, I, had to, I had to sleep with one of the kids last night because uh-huh. everything was off limits. Mr. AMR was away. Um, luckily actually and so I spent the first half of the night trying to sleep with my daughter who is the heaviest breather I've ever experienced oh and Ruth hates heavy breathing this is karma oh, for that yoga God, post I hate any noise I can't sleep if there's any noise the other thing that happened was I, I was just thinking I cannot turn the heating off I could hear the heating <laughs> or some kind of noise background noise Nothing, everything that I tried, it wouldn't turn off. Then I realised that her window was cracked very slightly open to let the fumes of the building stuff out. And it was a river. Oh. So we've got a big brook. It's a very beautiful valley with a brook going down at the bottom of it. And we're at the top looking down into it. And um, I hadn't actually realised until now. We only moved here three months ago. And obviously it's been winter, so the windows have been closed. 
didn't realize how loud that was. And so <laughs> once I realized what it was, it was slightly better because I thought, well, at least it's not something I can do anything about. But then the sound was just in, you know, when it's just in your brain, it was like being on an airplane. Oh, right. So it wasn't like a nice meditation playlist that you find it, on Spotify. It would, have been, it would have been if I'd known, if I'd realized from the start what it was. Right. But because it was in my brain as an irritating sound, I then couldn't rid myself of yeah. the annoyance. That's frustrating. So I ended up getting out of that bed and getting into my son's bed. He's four, he's just turned four, as you know. He has a plastic racing car bed. Oh, like Monica's in Friends. With the most uncomfortable mattress. It's about four inches thick. It's one of these stylish, you know, mattress in the box things. It's supposed to be great for kids. And I'm sure it's great if you weigh the equivalent of like four cans of beans. Oh, so uncomfortable. So I got to sleep at half three and I woke up, he woke me up by breathing in my face at 6.30. Oh. Wasn't a great story that, was it really? I was expecting a bit more drama, I'm not going to lie. Or maybe, I don't know, a, a surprising comic twist, but. No, no, no twist, no, <laughs> sorry. But Stop I do it. like, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I do like the fact that you have um, a racing car bed that's actually quite cool it's nothing to do with me that is not my aesthetic at all I was going to buy this gray wooden vintage style racing car bed thing that looked really cool would have looked amazing with some vintage wallpaper and dark wood floors and whatever um, but my husband insisted on the bright red plastic racing car bed found one on ebay I mean, it's just hideous and it's so uncomfortable to sleep in. Oh, well. But, you know, when you come to stay, I am going to put you in that just so you can see. I want, I want to stay in that bed now. That would be my preference, just to, even if it's just for a photo opportunity. I do look forward to the day when you have to get rid of it somehow by selling it or whacking it in a skip or something. Well, Try. no, they, they hold their value. They hold their value on eBay. So, and I am all for, I can never throw things out. So I pass so much stuff on. So it would, it would get a new home. It's in very good condition. Oh, there you go. Okay, right. In a couple so, of years time, if you're looking for one, you know where to come. So you are going to share your feel-good habits, which listeners, as you will know, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, is the show where my guests very kindly share the tips and strategies that they use to stay in a good mood and not just stay in a good mood when things are going well, but stay in a good mood when things might be challenging, when times might be a little bit more... I don't know, bleak like they have been over the last 12 months with a pandemic. We've had a lot to adjust to. And Ruth, I'm very interested to know what your feel-good habits are. My feel-good habits, I just want to say that I was scratching my leg before when I was talking and I'm on a leather chair and it was creaking and squeaking <laughs> and it will sound quite rude in the microphone, but that wasn't anything bodily. It was the chair of leather. Sure, sure. My feel-good habits, well, I've gone a bit sort of, they're all a bit shallow, really. Is that okay? I mean, I feel like they're a bit obvious, but they are what works for me. Do you know what? I th sometimes think it's the obvious stuff that we can miss because we're looking for something deeper, especially with this whole, I did this whole podcast about how self-care has been co-opted by everybody is, oh, yeah, light a candle, that's self-care. No, it isn't, actually. So sometimes... <laughs> Well, it isn't, is it, Ruth? What if mine's lighting a candle now? That's going to be embarrassing. Well, then it's you're not, barred. 
So things I do, to, I think because I live and breathe social media for work, mm-hmm. um, a lot of my things are just things that you can't do whilst being on social media. So it, it makes me switch off and it makes yeah. me stop. Um, we are massively into walking. Not for the exercise benefits of this because I am really not into exercise as you know I like doing my peloton and actually it has affected me I haven't been able to go on for three weeks because it's locked away and I can't get to it because all the furniture is shoved in front of it um and I do feel I, I am sort of craving doing a bit of a run you know mm. high energy something with her but that's not what we've always gone on walks been with my husband for 18 years now and we've always gone on walks even before we had a dog to sort of pace, thrash things out, not between us, because we don't actually tend to harbour any arguments, fortunately, but we've always had sort of big decisions, like, shall we move out of London? Or shall we, uh, you know, what are we going to do about our horrible neighbour? Or what we, should we get a dog? You know, all of these decisions, we've always thrashed them out by going on a walk. And it's been this thing. You know, we sort of pound in London, it was pounding the pavements and we'd go on a really big walk when we're in central London and we'd walk into Soho and back or something. And then as we moved further out, there were more green spaces and we used to go always on the same circuit. And I just find that whenever I need grounding or just to sort of remove my head from where it's at, go on a walk, brisk walk. You know, there's a chemical function in the brain that when you're walking and when Sarah Wilson came on the podcast, she talked about this. When you're walking, there is a switch. It's like a fail safe. The part of your brain that is anxious essentially switches off almost. Really? They can't they can't run at the same time. It would be like having your foot on the clutch and the um, the brake and the accelerator at the same time. Is so that just or the walking other. or is that for jogging, running, cycling? I have a feeling that in the book, and now it's like two years ago now that I had the conversation with her, um, but I have a feeling that the data was, um, the data that she actually had, because it's been proven in in trials in a lab, basically, that it was with walking, but I'm sure it would, there'd be, it would make sense that it would activate with other types of exercise. But the only thing that I would, my caveat there would be, but if you're putting yourself under stress with weight training or high intensity, then would you actually exacerbate the problem? So yeah, walking is good. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. It, it makes yeah. sense. Do you feel like your conversations when you are out walking versus your conversations, if you're just sitting in the kitchen talking, do you feel like they're actually, they have a different tone or? Yeah. Uh, I'm a lot more open to, could be quite, um, we never, we never really have sort of deep seated arguments. We tend to fundamentally agree on things and be quite on the same wavelength. Um, but anyone that's ever spent time with both of us together, we just bicker constantly about things. And it's almost our way of working things out because we always actually come round to the same points. So for example, say it's about wallpaper, just for a really stupid example. Um, it's almost like we will say the opposite to each other because we're not sure of what we want ourselves. And we sort of use that as a starting point where we go backwards and forwards. And actually we always end up sort of bashing it out and coming to the same conclusion um and so I feel like we do a lot of that when we're walking or maybe we don't do a lot of that when we're walking maybe we're a lot more open to sort of each other's ideas I don't know it but it's definitely different yeah 
That's really lovely. I like that. Our best work. (laughs) And also I do a lot of walking by myself and I find that if I'm having a stressy day or if something's bothering me, the best way to actually get that to a place where it it's not static and it's not just where it will actually move on, move the story forward, as my old editor used to say, is to go for a walk. Yeah, it is good. Do you know what, though? I don't know whether I've ever told this about myself. I am such a nervy person, almost at the point where I think it should just be a medical condition, that I um, find it very difficult to walk by myself. I'm okay in busy places, but out in the countryside, if even if there's like a rustle in a bush, I... If you filmed me, I think I leave the ground. I mean, I go like two feet into the air. I'm such a <gasps> nervy, jumpy person when I'm walking on my own. Yeah. I don't actually find it that relaxing. I only do it if I have to walk the dog. Um, okay. Otherwise, I'm not. But then I love walking around London. Do you? Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. I, I walk such long distances in London to avoid sort of, you know, rarely get a cab. Not so much, I mean, if it was evening, I wouldn't, but in the daytime, just love it, weaving in and out of people and, you know, I think it's because in modelling, I used to do so many castings in a day, maybe eight to ten castings, and they would all be all around London. And you would, I'd just be crisscrossing it the whole day, you know, mostly on the tube, Mm. but I do so much walking and I really, you know, I kind of miss that. I used to like it. One of the things I found really thrilling when I first lived in London and I was working on a magazine and like you, I was going to this appointment or that appointment during the day is is understanding how, how London fit together. Cause I'd been to say Oxford street and I'd been to Charing Cross, but I didn't know how to get from one to the other on foot. And then realizing that Mayfair was just behind something that you already knew and didn't, you didn't really, I found discovering London really, really fun. It's very exciting. It's a very exciting city. I feel very sad. I'm just closing some apps down so that um, I use less power <laughs> because it's rapidly for some reason. Hold on one second. Just close my calendar because obviously that runs up lots of um, energy, doesn't it? Oh, does it? it? I've got no clue. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm going to turn my brightness down. I can still oh, see you. That's a good idea. Um, so what, where are we with habit number two? We've done walking, which I like very much. We've done walking. Right, the next one is a magazine and a cup of herbal tea. I don't drink tea or coffee. Never had one in my life. We've talked about that before. Um, but I got into herbal teas because people couldn't cope with the fact that I used to say no to hot drinks. And so I developed a love for them just so that people could give me a hot drink. And now I quite like if I have any time to myself... I, I subscribe to El Deco and to Country Living. <laughs> Is it Country Homes? Whichever the one that does loads on interiors. And I sit and I read those with a cup of herbal tea. And I, I love the feel of an old school magazine and the paper and being able to tear the pages out that I want to save. I just find it really sort of settling, mm. nostalgic. Now, you're going to have to tell me something about your kettle because I'm going to project onto you. I only discovered last night when I was browsing browsing through something. I think I saw, I know what it was, the folding lady. Do you follow the folding lady on Instagram? No. Folds clothes, videos of her folding clothes. Changed my life. But she put something on her stories about this kettle that she has and it had a temperature control. I was like, what's that? So I then go online and I start temperature 
you can get kettles where you can actually set it for a herbal tea. Yes. However, when you delve further into those um, products, if you look at the reviews, a big fault with nearly all of them is that they overboil and they don't stop and then the steam all goes up and then they sort of turn themselves off and then they start again and all these weird things that would really irritate me because we do actually need a new kettle we've got one of those kettles that is like a wi-fi thing which i've never used that function i think it was a a review thing that i had years and years ago sort of like 10 years ago or something and it doesn't cut off when it's boiled unless you have a certain amount of water in drives me mad so i was looking into new kettles and I did a lot of uh, very intensive research, I'll have you know, Emma, on those. And it seems to be quite a major fault with them, with many of them. Would you so tell me when you settle on a kettle? Because it sounds as though you've, you've done the legwork that I can't be bothered to do. Kettles. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll tell you. I'll let you know. They, uh, I mean, they all just seem to have pros and cons, don't they? And it seems to be that the less that you spend, you know, like just get a Morphe Richards for 35 quid. And, it, and they seem to be great, you know, big capacity, fast boil, a quiet boil. <laughs> I don't need to set it for, I mean, what's the problem with just boiling the kettle and letting it cool down for two minutes? And then you've got your 95 or 90 degree water for your herbal tea. That is true, I suppose. Yeah. I just, it's just the gadgetry. I do enjoy a bit of gadgetry. Well, well, no, because I only drink tea. And I don't tend to, I make coffee in a different device altogether or go and buy it. So the problem, I don't know, just it's that thing of, oh, that looks quite nice. And I do need a new kettle. My kettle's quite old, although it's serving me very well. I just feel like it's one more thing to go wrong, isn't it? You know? Yeah, you could be right. Um, what type of herbal tea do you drink, by the way? I drink um, chamomile. Oh. I, I can't do green tea, sends me absolutely, honestly... Have you ever seen those um, those flashback ravers videos? If you ever go onto Instagram, you can look up videos of ravers in the eighties um, <laughs> on like massive amounts of drugs, gurning away. Um, green tea makes me look and behave like one of those people that's done like a huge bag of speed. Basically, I sit there rocking backwards and forwards, gurning, rubbing my elbows on the table like just doing weird, weird stuff. So I can't do, I can't do green tea. I now want to, I now want to slip you a pro plus and just watch and see what happens. Wow. The last time I had a pro plus was about 17, 16 or 17 years ago. And I was so hungover, so hungover. And I was going for a final audition for probably the most important casting and job that I ever did as a model because it was for so much money it was a shampoo advert that it allowed me to buy the first house that we lived in not mortgage free but you know it was it was like the deposit yeah, it was yeah. just a cash cow it just kept on it kept on buying out year after year in different regions and different countries and you've got royalties it was just like the most amazing job it was one that made the whole 10 years of modeling worth doing, basically. Wow. And um, my agency said, Ruth, the day before, do not fuck this up, right? <laughs> Go home, get a good night's sleep. You've basically got the job. There's no way you can mess this up unless something really bad happens. Well, I went out till about four in the morning. Oh, I was probably still drunk 
on my way, it was in Kensal Green, Kensal Rise casting, and I lived in Shoreditch, and I had Ugh. to get bus the whole way there, trying not to be sick. And then someone gave me a Pro Plus when I got Ugh. there. It sent me absolutely mental, completely mental. You didn't lose the job, though. I didn't lose the job. But all the clients had flown in that morning from New York. They just got off a flight, and they must have just been looking at me, thinking, "This chick is." is mad you know I don't want to say something bad about models but do you think that's the first time they would have seen a mad model (laughs) yeah possibly not I'm thinking about the heyday of like where it was not that I've ever seen this I'm not that I've but I just assume that a lot that you know in the 80s the Gia Karanji years the shoots were were there were I don't know substances around yeah do you know what I never I never um I never saw that but I think that that was probably above my pay grade you know it was probably the supers yeah I wasn't wasn't there um give them what they want those supers were amazing never never on on a shoot I don't think so I did a shoot with David LaChapelle and (gasps) Patrick wow DJ though I mean god I wouldn't like to say but I'm sure there's if he had his own DJ there, who else? You cut no, out but- ever so slightly, and I caught the end of the D and the beginning of the J, and I assumed you'd said something about a BJ, and I just thought, this- oh, BJ, yeah, probably that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was yeah, and I think I was sick as well at that casting, not in front of them, but I, I had to go and be sick. I mean, it was awful. Would so I have awful. seen? Would I have seen the advert? It was. Do you know what, it was so fleeting on the television and I've looked online to see if I can find it so many times. It was basically, it was for Sunsilk. And I don't think Sunsilk ever took off here that much, did it? No, but it was huge in the States, wasn't it? Huge in the States and it was, Ruby Wax did the voiceover. And there was a big blue, I had no volume in my hair and there was a big blue dot over my hair and, and she was like, who's this coming along the street? It's a blue. And then I had to turn my head upside down, shake it around and try and get volume in and flip it back up. And she was basically saying, you know, don't need to bother with that sweetheart. Just use Sunsilk, whatever. I now need to find that. Was all I, so all I had to do for this advert was stand, throw my head forward behind a pillar and massage my hair to make it stand up and throw my head back. But imagine doing that over and over and over again with the world's worst hangover. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I would have been sick down myself. The morning from hell. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. So yeah, I, so so I don't drink green tea, basically. Or <laughs> take Pro Plus. Okay, good to know. Right, what are we moving on to next in terms of habits, my friend? Um, peppermint and, and ginger tea, that's what I go for. Right, next habit. Um, baths. Oh. 
Now, I like, I can't wash my hair in the bath. No, I always have same. to wash my hair in the shower. It just feels rank. And you never really get the scum out, do you? You know, it just lies on the top. However, every evening, pretty much without fail, I have bath with oils in. And I don't stay in there for long. It takes a lot longer to prepare the bath than it does for me to have the bath. Um, I get in and I'm always pretty clean because normally I've had a shower, you know, in between as well. And then I save the bath water and my husband gets in and he stays in there wallowing for about two hours. But and I just really like the ritual of it. I like running the bath, even though I know that I'm going to be bored five minutes in. I drink my nighttime sleepy tea in the bath. That's quite a new thing. That's a habit I formed in the last year or so. And then, um, yeah, then I get out, I text him, out. <laughs> Our text to each other is just a stream of me saying, out, out, <laughs> out. And then I get into bed and I read. And that's my little nighttime ritual that I, it just makes me shut off. And I try not to look at any social media in that time, which is actually, bring, that is my next feel-good habit, just to cross them over, is that oh. I feel the most amazing ironically because I am on social media for a living but I feel the most amazing when I shut it down and I just forget that it's there it's so hard I find it really hard I mean you've been doing it a lot longer than I have but I I find it very hard to use it for work use it for pleasure and I don't have a distinction between the two I find it some some days I remember Jules von Hepp saying to me just curate a feed that you want to see and so that would be anything related to Bravo and the Real Housewives, anything related to Harry Styles at the moment. I mean, God, did you see him at the Grammys? Sorry. And um, I also I also have a really unhealthy obsession with watching cakes being iced. Oh. Yep. Yeah, so you can, and there's thousands of reels on Instagram of just cakes being beautifully decorated. And it oh. just, I, I'm just, I sit there, turns out that's what my feed would look like. But because of, because of work, there were obviously accounts that I have to not have to follow. Well, yeah, have to follow and want to follow, but don't necessarily want to be up to date with all the time. So it's very, I find it very hard to put that, um, that separation in place. So good on you. What would be good is if Instagram designed a sort of rating system. So every time you see content from somebody or you can sort of rate their profile, not that they see it, but you can categorize things within your feed. So there's a little button below, for example, where you can click how that makes you feel or how that person makes you feel. So if it's somebody that you like following because you like staying abreast of, I don't know what their opinion is, for example, but you don't want to, um, this is what I try to do with my app, but it would have cost about seven million pounds to design it. I wanted to be able to rate things by mood so that basically you could log on and say, I am feeling anxious. I am feeling bolshy. I am feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely. And based on, it's almost like you create your own, own algorithm. So based on what you have rated other people's content as, it would feed you the right content for how you're feeling. You know, I'm feeling vulnerable. So then it would not show you things that other people would have rated as being triggering or causing anxiety. That's really interesting. Like, why, don't they, why don't they do that? They've got all this money and all this development at their fingertips and they could really improve people's mental health by 
by allowing people to create their own algorithm and to curate their own feed, you know? But, but you know, the, the data shows and there's that book, um, oh God, what's it called? The, um, I think it's Alan Alter. It's not irreversible, it's not irreversible, what's it called? It, it's like an addiction, um, I'll find it's in the other room. And he's, all of the analysis has been done about phones and how how they get us to use them more and essentially, it's been shown in many, many studies that if you are triggered by something and that trigger prompts a negative response, you will spend more time on that social media platform than if you really? see something and you are pleasured, pleasured or pleased by it, not pleasured by it, but you know, pleased by it, you will be more likely to put the phone down. So actually it's in the app's interest because it's all about dwell time, isn't it? For you to be in a slight state of negativity whatever that might look like and for example I joined TikTok and I didn't follow anybody so I was just shown what they thought I would like and and I wasn't following like literally wasn't following anybody and every time I went on they would show me videos of people having rows in Walmart about not wearing masks Mm -hmm. people having car accidents and not having accountability and having a massive row and it was all really really quite horrible and I really all I wanted I thought gosh this is really making me want to watch a very privileged person in beautiful house in in a very hot country do a TikTok dance I don't want to see people having a big bolshy row in a pharmacy section of Walmart about the virus being a conspiracy or a cake being iced yeah honestly that was that honestly it's one of the nicest things to watch is just somebody icing a cake, especially if it's like rainbow icing or something very beautiful. Have you now, have you changed your TikTok? Have you started following people and it's changed what it's showing you? Or? I just deleted it. Yeah, same. Wasn't for me. And I know that in about 18 months, somebody will say, you, you'd be living in a big old mansion now and you'd be a superstar if you'd stuck with it. But it's just not for me. No, no, there's yeah mansion might not be worth it for the in a mansion tearing your hair out and like a quivering wreck in a corner because why have I sold my soul doing these stupid dances trying to learn yet another dance yes so yeah good for you you what it's for me I felt like at 40 some of the stuff that I was seeing that I was thinking that I would have to do for TikTok I just thought I'd be no better than a court jester. Like, then where do you go from that? Like, we're slowly turning ourselves. I quite like making my stupid content I make on Instagram, but I sort of draw the line at where I got to because, like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be clashing symbols. (laughs) Clockwork monkeys. You know, it's just, I've got, you've just got to have some pride, haven't you? (laughs) It's got to be a little. Yeah, although so it says the woman some who's people been... are very funny that do it. I'm not saying it's like a young person's game and you can't do it. Some people are hilarious, but for me, I just felt for me personally, I can't go there with that, you know. I feel like if it doesn't come naturally, like if you A, you can't think of the idea, and then B, then keeping up the consistency, then it's just probably not for you. No. And with lots of things in life, not just social media. I also don't understand how to use it. So that was a stumbling block. And I'm really averse to having to learn new things. I, I, I get very cross when I'm forced to have to, and I don't understand something. I get really angry. Yeah, same. Just um, someone to show me. Yeah. That's it. Show me again, please. It's why I'm so slow at reviewing hair tools because just even opening the packaging and if I don't, if it's got like the wrong plug on or something, I, I get so irrationally angry about it that it, 
just get shelved for ages. <laughs> I nearly cried trying to use the genuinely, and I'm going to have to blame lockdown because it's so irrational, but I nearly cried trying to use the GHD rise. So I was trying to follow a tutorial and I was like Anne Widdicombe trying to use straighteners in the Big Brother house where she just kept not even touching the hair. And I was following the tutorial and it was all about handography. It was about using this hand to begin with and then twisting it and changing it and putting the hair. And I just thought, I don't want the kink in my hair that much. No, I think I might still have that to test. Um, I also don't want to burn myself. <laughs> if it didn't have any heaps I'd be all over it twisting my arm above the top and yeah. whatever but they're lethal you know yeah they can they can sting that's true um where are we navigating to next right so magnums are my I look forward to having a magnum very specifically a mint chalk one Mm-hmm. And it has to be the full size. The miniature one doesn't have the little caramelized bits of crispy mint embedded into the outer shell. Right. It's a very important distinction. And I'm very angry at Magnum for two reasons, actually. A, they keep on using influencers who have blatantly never even tried a Magnum in their whole life. Right. Campaigns. Whereas I am probably one of the most loyal consumers of the mint Magnum. Um, and even though I've hinted many, many times, they still have not used me for a campaign. I mean, really, I should be their ambassador. Well, true story. A friend of mine travelled to, I believe, Milan to interview Ava Mendes when she was the, I'm sure it was Ava Mendes, was the Magnum ambassador, genuinely Magnum ice cream ambassador. And... um, I thought that was a great gig. And that should be you now, Ruth. Well, uh, yes. I thought you were going to get, I, I thought you were going to backtrack then. You were going to tell me a really, really dishy bit of gossip. Like, and she let on, she'd never even tasted Magnum in her. Oh, no. I think my friend who went to go and interview her tried to ask her a question about something. And I think, I think she sort of did that thing where I don't want to talk about that. And I think my friend was like, you're here as the ambassador for a chocolate ice cream, really? <laughs> which, yeah. which still made me laugh. Yeah, but you know. It, it is the most delicious dessert, mm. known to man. Um, but I did go slightly over the top with them for the last couple of years. And I have been on a bit of a health kick and I've cut it down to two a week. I'm at a sweet spot with it because I now really, really enjoy them rather than it was getting to the point where I was like oh I'm in Magnum again I mean I I really looked forward to it but not as much as I do now when I'm saving them for the weekend oh so you do a Saturday Sunday or do you do a Friday Saturday no Friday night is fish and chips night and I have a can of coke with that and I feel like can of coke plus the Magnum all sort of backloaded at bedtime is a really bad idea um so then yeah so I do Saturday night and Sunday night and then the rest of the week I'm like a complete health freak I'm not like a complete health freak but you know I don't I don't tend to have so many treats not very much sugar just go crazy at the weekend who needs pro plus (laughs) when you've got mint magnums and a Friday night chip chip supper fish supper they take a long time to eat as well the mint magnum Oh, you haven't been in my house, Ruth. Uh, Come on, it's good 10, 15 minutes to devour a full-size magnum. Do you not think? Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to time it. Maybe my 
maybe my sense of time is warped when I'm eating it, but just because I'm enjoying it so much. It's like the flake advert and time just slows down. The world yeah. is busy around you, but for you, time has stopped. It Do you know what I might start doing? I might start filming Magnum adverts for them to shame them into using me. Please. Like go completely over the top, you know, like the, the whole, you know, where they bite into it with their perfect teeth and then the, the outside cracks and just a bit of chocolate pokes up. <laughs> I really want to make Magnum now, I know, me too. I've got them in the freezer as well. Just waiting. I haven't got any left because after you made me buy some, but I did get the vegan ones. And you were like, I don't think it's going to be the same, Emma. They were on offer. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Many things are on offer, but you just don't go there. No, you're correct. It makes it pointless. Maybe I'll go and get a box of mint magnums today when I go. Were they mint vegan? Yeah. Hmm. They were still nice. Were they, were they okay? Yeah, but nice is not a word you'd use to describe the, the full works of a mint choc magnum. The thing about the ice cream and a magnum is, especially when it's the dairy ice cream, is that it's almost pillowy, but it's solid. Yeah, I know. It's like a, it's like a cross between ice cream and a marshmallow. Yes. You know, like, no, Italian meringue. You know that texture where it's dense, mm-hmm. densely packed, but it's soft. Yeah. I was going to say dense as well. On magnums, I think. Okay, so when I come and visit, we're having mint magnums in the racing car bed. And lots of booze. Yes. I haven't had anything to drink since New Year. Me either. So I really am worried that I'm going to do half a glass of champagne and that's going to be me gone. Well, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to do it together. Yeah. And then we'll both be pathetically drunk after one. Can we make those, what's those cocktails that we really like? On the top. That have got the chili. Casa della Picante. Is Picante it? della Casa or Casa della the, the spicy margarita, yeah. The other one would be House of the Chili, wouldn't it? <laughs> Wrong way around. Oh, no idea. Right, I'm really, really aware of your battery level. So let's go for number five. I'm on six. That was number five. Oh, was it? We did magazine and tea. Yeah. We did taking a bath. Yeah. We did um, walking. We yeah. did magnum and we did not looking at social media. Oh, see, I was enjoying it so much. I didn't want it to stop. I'm trying to think there must, but there must be other ones. Uh, Oh God, a a massive one for me. And actually this should replace probably not looking at social media is going on right move. (laughs) I know that I'm obsessed with houses. You are. Even if I'm not looking for myself, um, I look for friends. You know, I have, I have scouted a good view. And if I wasn't doing what I am doing now, I think that I would probably make quite a good house hunter. Ooh. That's interesting. Maybe I should be calling on your services. Yeah. I spend so long on there. I could at any one time tell you sort of the temperature of the market probably in a good dozen places around the UK. Oh, (laughs) I find it really, I don't know what it is about it. I find it quite relaxing. You're, you're not alone. I know a lot of people who find the Right Move app as addictive as I find the Free People app. I, I cannot, I spend, I swear, Free People's just a fashion, it's just fashion. Oh, like the clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I spend so much time in the app 
projecting that I am as glamorous and as beautiful as the women who model the clothes. And then look now at free people. Hold on. You have to don't kill your battery to do it. Do amazing dresses. Um, but they're all and it's all different brands, or is it all free people? Is that the brand? Well, it's a lot of free people, but they do have some other brands in, in and around there. And the thing is that they do really good fitted stuff, but it's all a little bit boho. And they do a lot of very floaty stuff, which doesn't work on me because I just look like Dennis Roussos. I really do. <laughs> so I can't I can't do floaty. Nice. Um, I quite like, what's the one, the French one that everyone raves about? Is it Cezanne? Cezanne. Probably. That's out of my price range, Ruth um they always do yeah it's it's quite pricey they always do nice stuff yeah free people it's that's a bit floaty for me I could do a couple of key items from there I it's think. all it's the key stuff it's the sort of capsule stuff I don't like all the floaty nonsense and I tried one of their t-shirts once and it was so billowy and and also there's a lot of stuff that is slashed down past the boob cleavage so you couldn't wear a bra and that is not an option for me have a bit more of a search and then when we can go out of lockdown we'll go to their store because it's always really fun to go they've into. got a store how's that sloan square oh let's do that i'd like that we shall oh, and we can with a girlfriend in oh my god last time yeah. i was bista yeah, village yeah. with nadine can you imagine doing bista village with nadine <gasps> no but can we do that as well <laughs> anything you like listen i'm so concerned about your battery that i'm going to sign off i've made it really quite quite well through this four percent still okay i still need an attitude afterwards so thank you for sharing your feel good habits the link to everything that you've mentioned will be in the show notes i'll be tagging magnum furiously in all the social media posts (laughs) until they give you money and a lifetime supply of mint magnums and maybe your own um, limited edition Ruth Crilly model recommends Magnum. <gasps> yes. Think about, Think about the potential. Oh, do you know what it would be? It would be a mini version of the full-size mint with the, the crunchy mint caramelly bits outside. So you could I do one I a day. Make it. <laughs> so I can do one a day rather than saving them up for, for a weekend treat. Okay, I'm all over this. And yeah, everything, every, all the links to you and the app and your website, etc., social media will be in the show notes. But Ruth, thanks for coming back. Thanks for having me. Speak to you soon. Bye.